Good evening from Darwin. It's currently 15 minutes past nine in Australian Central Standard Time. I'm in the city of Darwin. I'm in the rectangle, uh, closer to the waterfront than I am to the old hospital. So uh, Kavanagh Street, Nucky Street, uh, Wood Street, roughly in that area. I've been thinking a lot about hospitality recently. And as some of you may know, and I'll tell you if you don't, I've got a background in management, leadership, tertiary education, education in primary, secondary. I do a lot of talking. I'm an MC. I've done radio. I do print media. I've got some skills and that does not make me an expert. In fact, anytime somebody tries to tag me as an expert, I'm the one that's shouting them down. Very first time I appeared on radio on Art Sound FM, 92.7 in Canberra, 90.3 in the Tuggeranong Valley, and streaming around the world on artsound.fm. When I started, we weren't streaming. By the time I left, we were. The very first time, I'm going to say it would have been 2007, September, October, guessing. It was a little bit warm, so we're not talking the winter months, because what happened was I was running along next to my colleague in running and drinking, Greasy, otherwise known as Terry G, and Terry G used to do breakfast once a week on Art Sound FM Wednesday morning, if I remember rightly, in 2007. I didn't know he was Terry G, because in the Hash House Harriers, you get a nickname, and then you're universally known as that nickname for life. So we don't tend to know John or Joan or Alison or Anna. We know Greasy and JC and Dallas and Physio, Genset. OBE, I'm Fishass. G'day, how are you going? So Terry G, well no, Greasy and I were running around the streets of Forest, and that's Forest with two R's, and that is in Canberra. 2007, and as we were running, we had enough breath, enough lung power to be having a chat. And at that stage, I'd been dealing with music for about, oh, I'm going to say, two and a bit years, maybe two and a half years. Because in 2005 at Easter, I'd blundered into my very first National Folk Festival. And by December 2006, I was writing for the Trad and Now magazine. Comes out of the central coast of New South Wales, and I've been writing for them Next month, it'll be 15 years. I don't know if that's a milestone worth celebrating. If you're a fan of The Simpsons, you might know that on the 100th episode, Bart Simpson wrote on the chalkboard, I will not celebrate meaningless milestones. And I saw that. I don't think I saw it when it first came out. Possibly it popped up as a meme or a gif or whatever. Maybe when I saw it, it was a little bit before GIFs were around. But I saw that and I've absorbed that and I use that. I will not celebrate meaningless milestones. I'll absolutely celebrate successes. If you've got a success, I will celebrate your success like you won't believe. 
I will stand on top of the Anzac Hill in Alice Springs. Or I'll stand at the top of uh, the uh, George... What is it? Not, not George. His name's Charles, Bill. Charles Darwin. Remember him? <laughs> so there's the... Char uh, no, there's the Botanical Gardens. But then there's also the Charles Darwin National Park. I'm going to say that I don't think that every single... Darwinian, even the ones that have been around here for a while, not all of them may have been up to the Charles Darwin National Park. They might have driven past it many times. If you drive up Tiger Brennan Drive from Darwin heading towards Palmerston, there are signs. Turn off to the right and you go up about, I don't know, 600 metres maybe? Oh, a bit longer because you've got to go in, turn left, snake around. Yeah, maybe 800 metres off Tiger Brennan Drive. The view of the city from there is breathtaking. I walked there. Uh, no, let me think about this. No, I didn't walk there. I drove there in a ute. Last year, when I had a couple of months with a ute. That's another story. For another time. It's still up on all my social media. Okay, here's what I've been thinking about hospitality recently. Now... Think of a workplace that you've had. And if you're my age or my vintage or roughly about the same or even 10 years less, you may have worked in a number of workplaces. Think about the workplaces you've worked in and you turn up on a certain day and it's like, oh God, he's there, she's there, whatever. Think about the little frizzes of excitement that you get on the days when you turn up. Oh, where's A full stop? Oh, she's not in today. She's called in sick. Yeah. And suddenly the tension leaves the room. Suddenly it's a little bit more noisy. There's a bit more anim animation in the room because A full stop's not there. When you say, oh, geez, I've got a bit of a pain in my foot. Oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. I had a pain in my foot so bad it lasted for weeks and days and my... Oh, God. Oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, I just got a bit of a cough. Oh, that's nothing. I had a cough that laid me in bed for 16 weeks. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't do anything. Um, Peter, where's my smokes, mate? Can you pass my smoke? Yeah, I couldn't breathe. It was awful. No, the Winnie Blues, mate. I've changed up to blues. I can't stand the gold. Can't get a good smoke. Yeah, couldn't breathe. It was awful. Awful. Now, that's bad enough in a workplace. Or a family. If a family member's not around. Oh, we can breathe easy. We can talk. We can not worry that we've got our feet up on the seat. Or that we're talking about that subject. Or the fact that we're eating Kellogg's cornflakes straight out of the box. <laughs> Some of this is based on true events. So think about that with the workplace. When somebody's not around, things are a little bit easy. Now, how about this? Think about the places that you go to, the bars, the clubs, the cafes. I have not thought about this. This has not been front brain for me until about the last couple of weeks. In the last couple of weeks, I've stayed in three. Let me think about this for a minute. One of them I stayed in twice. We're talking three major hotel networks, hotels, mm -hmm. 
And if you go back on my social media, you can infer which three they are. All of them in, if not totally in the Darwin CBD, one of them's a wee bit outside, and I've already mentioned it. Ramada Sweets by Wyndham, Zen Quarter. It's bad enough if you work at a place where you're a little bit happy that somebody doesn't turn up. My friends, I'm not kidding. At all three of those places, oh, sorry, wait a minute, no, wait, no, stop, 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 stop. Not this one. Where I am now, on the, I'm gonna call it the 36th floor. I don't particularly like to, sometimes I do. In fact, one of my friends, one of my, I'm gonna call him a friend, and he's more of an acquaintance from Alice Springs was chagrined when I posted something. It was a map and it showed me arriving at the Ramada Suites by Wyndham, the Zen Quarter, 6 Kerry Street, Darwin, 0800. And he wrote back and he said, did you mean to post that? And I said, uh, yeah, why? And then he said, well, the previous picture doesn't have the destination. Now, there's a certain type of person that keeps all of their information or a lot of their information or the greater majority of their information to themselves and doesn't let it out. I understand that. I get it. I'm innately an introvert myself. There's some things I don't want to let out and I will guard that very privately, very, very privately. However, for the most, I'm going to say about uh, about 96.36%, I'm going to say it's out there. I hide in full view. I live in full view. Somebody said, well, what if somebody breaks into your, your files? I, say, I said, that means that more people are going to read my articles and my stories. That's great. Fill your boots, hackers. Pass them around to your friends. <laughs> Look, I understood his concern. I might have even thanked him for pointing that out because that's a whole other, we won't go down that rabbit hole. There's a whole other story about if you see something, say something. I tend not to look in mirrors for various reasons, not for any low self-esteem thing, but I just don't tend to look in mirrors. I found out something in the last day or so about myself and I thought, well, if I had have looked in a mirror, that might have explained why certain people were looking a bit funny at me. I would have hoped that one of the 600 people I've spoken with in the last two weeks might have pointed out something about my visage, but they didn't. That's okay. That gives me a little bit of an indication of the circles that I move in. So I'll tell you this for nothing. I've got now currently about five or six pairs of shoes, boots, flip-flops, double pluggers. Since around about sometime in August, I started walking around, as I've done many times, with my laces undone, flopping around. So my boots, which are just about to give up the ghost, and they will not be traveling back with me to Alice Springs because they're cracked, they've got holes in them, they won't be coming back with me. The shoelaces are frayed from here to breakfast and then three Fridays onwards. I've got two pairs of what I'll call brothel creepers. Uh, they're boat shoes. Now one pair cost me a small fortune because I left the house at a rate of knots on Friday the 20th of August. Very much left at a rate of knots. 
I grabbed two bags and I ran out because of a violent incident. Once I got into town, I checked into a hotel for two nights to get away from where I was living. And I was just about to head down to my shift at the uh, Darwin Festival when I realized, <gasps> don't have closed shoes. I walked out in my double pluggers. Holy smoke, what am I gonna do? I only had about half an hour. I jumped onto an e-scooter from the Pacific, uh, what's it called? The no, the Palm City Resort. Uh, it's just behind the Darwin Hotel. Across the road from the back or one of the sides of the Wedding Cake, Northern Territory Parliament House. Jumped on a scooter, raced down, went to this place, went to that place. Nope, don't have any. Went into one place. Oh yes, we've got Colorados for, you know, $90 on it. <laughs> a lot to spend on one night. If I went to Big W, if it was a Casarina, I'd get them for about 20 bucks. In the end, I went to a place called Stomp and I bought a pair of, oh, I don't know if they're Rivers or Colorado or something. They cost me basically 80, about 80 bucks. Now, here's the thing. I've been trek, I'm trekking around for about the last, over, well over two months now with those shoes and also with a pair of very similar looking shoes, different color from Big W. And I'm guessing they cost me maybe 20 bucks or 25. Which pair do you think are more comfortable? Which pair do you think I've been wearing more? Which pair, when I walk along, I think, oh, that just feels good. And the $80 ones, anyway. Um, moving back to whatever I was talking about. Okay, so hospitality places, three places. I'm not kidding. One place in particular, which I was staying at for uh, about four or five days, four or five nights, just after the Darwin Fringe Festival finished. One day, only one day, it was only one day the whole time I was there, a certain person wasn't on reception. I'm not kidding, that whole day my, I don't test my blood pressure as much as I used to. I used to test my blood pressure up to five or six times a day back when it was an issue and I, and I was on medication. I don't need to take the medication anymore. But I'm not joking. The one day that that person was not on reception, my blood pressure just dropped like a stone. I was happy. My shoulders went back. The chats that I had with the staff, the other staff who I adore, there's F full stop from Brazil. There's U full stop from Dublin. Uh, oh, F full stop. I think she's from New Zealand. I've seen her around. We had a great old chat a couple of months ago, but I just can't remember exactly her name. And I don't like to say, oh, g'day, we had that chat. And they say, what's your name again? Because that's a bit dodge. What's your name again? Oh, yeah, you changed my life. No, she didn't. But it was fun. Wow, her name is... Oh, okay, I'm going to think about that later. Anyway, just a gorgeous, fun, full of life person. And it just radiates out from her face, from every pore. And those hospos, they make my day. And the problem that I create for myself is that I enjoy their company so much, I overplay my hand. And I did this a couple of weeks ago. I posted up on Twitter, familiarity breeds contempt enjoy 
the humans that are your hospitality servers. Absolutely. The cleaners, the cooks, the chefs, the servers, the console operators at the servo. All of these people. Just don't overplay your hand because familiarity breeds contempt. And if you're too familiar, that's when the security guard starts to tend to walk a little bit closer to you as you're having your chats. What's your game? What's your angle? What's going on? I loved that at the reception where I'm staying at the moment. I, she checked me in yesterday. Wait a minute, what's today? Monday. Yeah, yesterday. Holy smokes, losing track of the days. I'd already spoken to the lovely V full stop on the phone. She, I thanked her so much. And then yesterday, J full stop checked me in. And this evening we had another chat. So we'd already done that whole thing. But I loved this. I loved when I said, we were chatting, 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 and I was looking behind, making sure nobody was there. At some point, two blokes did walk up. I saw them in the Perspex plexiglass divider between the, uh, the counter and me. I said, okay, well, that's an interesting thing that I was about to say. However, I can see you've got two clients, so I'm gonna step off. Thank you for the pool towel, and I'll go. Bye. Never got to the pool. Because <laughs> she sent me down a rabbit hole of music. I never got to the pool, but that's okay. I'm here for another, what's tonight? Uh, okay. Three more nights after this. The pool will always be there. The music and the connections may not. Barbara Bush, as amended by WFJQ. I love this. When I was talking about Daniel Champagne, she said, oh yes, my partner has already bought tickets for his performance early next year. Love it. I do it myself. It's called uh, agenda setting. Uh, it's a bit strong. What is it called? It's called context setting. Context. Chat, chat, chat. This is fantastic. I love what you're doing and loving what we're doing here. This is great context setting. I would do it so often dealing with young female musicians within about 60 seconds. Yeah, I want to hear all about your gypsy piano and the saxophone and how you've melded that with a hammered dulcimer and brought in a bit of guitar and a bit of claw hammered um, banjo. But first of all, we've got to talk about that necklace. That necklace, my partner has got one almost the same and I'm going to guess that that's Navajo because that turquoise looks like it comes from Arizona. It's that simple agenda set, uh, context setting. So getting back to my thesis here, which was the fact that if you are in a hospitality or any sort of public facing service, and if you have got somebody in your organization that you already know is a chore, but they're public facing and they're presenting that to the public and the public is inferring the same sort of thing, which is, Oh no, it's a Tuesday, A full stops here. Mother of God, look, you know what? Not even gonna go in, gonna walk past. That is the sound of business going to look for other opportunities. I'll just walk down here. Oh, I never noticed the independent travel agency. Um, look, uh, yeah, I've got another 15 minutes before I've got to meet um, G full stop across the road. 
I'll just duck in here. And then there's maybe thousands of dollars of business going elsewhere. Recruit well. Recruit hard. But don't think for a minute that once you get somebody that you think is amazing in the door, that's not where it ends. Professional development is an ongoing thing. It's cradle to the grave. And if you're not continually or continuously monitoring your organization's biohealth, if you're not continuously, continually monitoring your interactions between your all of your silos in your organization, maybe you've got a massive organization, is column A talking to column B, talking to column C? Are the people within those columns dealing okay with each other? Are they avoiding each other? Are they going over their heads and going sideways and bitching and whinging and carrying on like Muppets and pork chops? And most importantly, <clears throat> when they're public facing, are they presenting a face that you are happy with? There's a term that's fallen out of vogue lately, mystery shopper. It used to be all the rage and you'd see it on Seek all the time, mystery shopper. Mystery shopper for the travel industry, mystery shopper for retail. Do it yourself. As much as you might think you've got a handle on your own organization, step outside your own experience and get somebody else to come in and be a customer. Or ring up 1831, block your number, block the number. Ring up and ask, as I did the other day. I, I, well, I didn't block my number, I rang up to, because you know what? Uh, I was about to swing the camera around, but I'm on voice. Okay, I've got three fridge magnets. Darwin Festival, Australia, and is that Renner Springs? No, Three Ways, three ways Roadhouse, stuck on the fridge here. I left four of them over at the uh, Ramada Suites by Wyndham in the Zen Quarter. I rang the other morning and said, oh look, I, this is a very small trivial issue, but I just, yesterday I checked out and today I've realized that I left those, I checked everything, but I didn't check the fridge and I got full. Oh yeah, oh look, you know what? If we find them, we'll give you a call back. What was your name? What was your name? Holy smokes, how many CSRs have I corrected that one on? Not every time. I don't do it now as much as I used to. What was your name? I did it just recently. Oh, oh I did it. I did it at the cab. <laughs> it's a lovely L-full stop. It's just one of the joys of my life. Oh, my God. If you have a serving person, a hospitality person, a public-facing person like L-full stop at the cab, then happy days for you. He is a delight. He said, what was your name? And I said, oh, it was Loretta, but ever since the sex change, I'm Bill. He said, no, Loretta, Loretta. He just lit up like a bloody Christmas tree. It was fantastic. Oh dear, I love it. I, I love making those connections, you know? We might not have more than this moment, but we've had this moment. There's a song for it. It's called Start by The Jam. It's not important for you to know my name, nor m m I to know yours. If we communicate for two minutes only, that'll be a start. And then they got into a bit of trouble because the, the riff was a bit too much like Taxman by the Beatles. But that's another story for another time. It's Bill Quinn from... 
Darwin CBD, if you understood any of what I just said, if that made any sort of sense, if you can get any resonance out of it, then here's an invitation. If you think you know what I mean, that's great. However, if you are a little introvert and you decide what you know is the story, then here is another invitation. Contaminate your own understandings by asking some questions. Ask them openly. And the question goes like this. Oh, Bill, the bit about the serving person. Did you mean da-da-da? What did you mean by that? Question mark. Here's an illegal format, an introverts, I'm sorry. No, I'm not even sorry, because I'm an introvert myself. However, I choose to live and present as an extrovert. Uh, well, when you said that, I assume that you meant da-da-da. Well, obviously you meant, no, that bit. I'm going to use a word here, right? Fuck off. If you want to know, you know, the old thing, curiosity killed the cat, information got it back. If you don't understand... Oh, I don't understand what you meant by that. Hmm, okay, thanks for the status update. All right, um, who's having prawns? Oh, uh, I don't think I like that, don't you? Well, uh, when you make up your mind, let us know. Um, who wants some uh, caviar? If you make statements when you don't understand, that is a red flag for me that says that you're introverted, you've already made up your mind, and nothing that I can say from now on is likely to change your thinking. Ask direct questions. Ask the source. Don't go off on a tangent with other people saying, Oh, well, Bill said this. Now, obviously, he meant that. And I assume that... Uh, fuck off. Ask me any, any direct question. I will give you a direct answer. It might be, Guinevere, at this point in time, I do not want to answer that question. Can't tell you any more about that. That might be an answer. I'm going to say that's about three... 0.64% of the time, I'm going to say that. 96.36% of the time, I'll give you a direct answer. It's Bill Quinn from Darwin. It is so late, it is, and I just got to unlock my phone to see how long. I'm going to say about 16 minutes. 26 minutes and 24 seconds. <laughs> All right. Oh, I haven't got time to listen to you. I've got to binge watch the next 27 episodes of Casa del Papel. So I haven't got time for your 26 minutes. I've got to watch, you know... Six hours of that. <clears throat> Whatever. It's Bill Quinn from Darwin. I've got three more nights of this. And this place... That look, oh, yeah, no, it looks like a tip. That's okay. I've got three more nights. Good night. Oh, I just did the... I did the introvert thing. I did the... Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. We've, we've finished our business and I'm going to do the plane slamming into the mountainside. I did, I did that with an, uh, I won't say his name, but I did, it was a very, 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 very well-known comedian in this country. Amazing, I adore his stuff. I did this interview with him and it was golden. I don't have the audio anymore because it was on the bloody radio station. They deleted all my stuff as soon as I left. Arseholes. Uh, but I did this interview and it was gold. Even before I started doing the recording, even before I started doing the bit that went to air, he was on. But as soon as we said, oh, thanks so much, initial full stop, it was this. Yep, yep, right, thanks, thanks, so far.
because in his mind, he's already thinking, well, that was number 36. Now I've got another 14 or 18 to do before I can think about having some breakfast at three in the afternoon. It's what you do when you're on a, a media press thing. Uh, so I didn't judge that at all, but, oh, wow, I still wish I wish I had that audio. But right, it's Bill Quinn from Darwin. I've said that four times now. I'm just going to stop doing this. I'm going to do the count out. It's 28 minutes and 13 seconds of whatever that was, blather. So let's do a count out. Five, four, three, two, one.